Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You're ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. This is the Wellness Rebranded podcast. We're the healing trio here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle and get ready to laugh, learn, and grow. And And let's let's start start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. We are super excited today because we have an awesome guest with us. We want to introduce you to Giselle Monbiot. Uh, she is a therapist and well-being specialist who helps women unpick what is creating their stress to start living healthier, energized, and purposeful lives. She works with individuals and larger groups, and Giselle is dedicated to steering people towards happier, energized, and more purposeful lives. And today, she is going to help help us understand more about our nervous system and teach us some 60-second stress-busting techniques. So, Giselle, welcome. Thank you for being here with us. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm very pleased to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Maybe you can just give us a quick one or two minute explanation of who you are and how you got here. Um, I've always just been absolutely fascinated about people about how our brains work how our bodies work it is and everything I learn I need to learn more I'm just so interested in the patterns our belief patterns our defense mechanisms how our lifetime experience impacts us I mean it all started me I mean I I had a lot of trauma as a child and when I was a teen in my late teens I thought you know what I need to sort myself out. So I just kind of went on the journey of discovery to sort myself out. And in the process, I just realized how interesting it all was. And now it's it's actually, it's turned, it's kind of my life work, really. I'm my bedtime reading. It's about about the brain. And, you know, I spent doing these amazing courses that I do. And I meet most amazing people. So uh, I love it. So yeah, I, I work as a therapist. I do a lot of group teaching, teaching about well-being, Mm-hmm. I work within the community and I do a lot of presenting people in front of groups of people on how to boost their resilience and how to listen to their bodies more. I'm excited to hear all these 60 second stress busting things. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? I think quite often when uh, people are stressed, the idea of fitting anything else in creates more stress, doesn't it? <laughs> I remember speak, speaking to one woman and she was... Um, she said every time anyone suggested to her that she had a bath to relax, she just wanted to burst into tears because the idea of even trying to fit in having a bath was just too much for her. And I think people don't appreciate just how overwhelmed so many people are today. So even just being able to start off by relaxing the nervous system could be a, a good start to uh, unwinding and uh, seeing what your next step can be. Yeah. So Giselle, there's something really interesting that you talk about, and it's for people to get to know themselves through their nervous system as a yes. way to tackle stress. Tell us more about yes. that. 
So what's really, really important is that we just start to recognize different sensations in our bodies, determining where it is our nervous system is and what it's responding to. A lot of people are just so in their heads. They're so disconnected from their bodies. I often use the example, you know, when someone in the house has put a cup on top of the dishwasher and not in the dishwasher and everything goes, and like that, every, that everything explodes at that moment. Someone wants it. Really it, is actually, it is actually about the cup. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not about necessarily that it's the cup. Mm-hmm. It's that build up to what has got to that position of really getting very anxious or angry or enraged about a situation. But the body, the nervous system will have been giving out so many messages and warning signs and flags along the way which a lot of the time we're either getting about or we're missing or we're resisting or we might reach out for that extra chocolate bar or blame that person over there. Anything that we can do to distract ourselves from actually what our body is trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. So the more we're able to connect in to what's going on in our bodies, the greater our resilience is and the quicker we can respond. So I'm currently um, in a big training uh, with Dr. Gabba Mate. And it's all about connecting in with the body. And I hadn't realized how much in my head I was. And actually, for the first three months, I was just walking around like this sort of emotional wreck because I was really feeling for the properly for the first time what my body was trying to tell me. But now I can hear what my body's trying to tell me, and then I have a choice. So when people feel really stressed, when people feel anxious, when they feel overwhelmed, what's going on is they'll feel powerless, they'll feel helpless, they'll feel that there's no choices. But once we're able to start hearing our what our nervous systems are telling us, we suddenly, we have choice, we have autonomy, and that can really empower us. Yes. I love that. Yeah, because you know what I'm thinking? Our bodies are so smart. They really can send us these messages and be connected, in different parts of us be connected. But like you say... Sometimes we ignore these messages because we're busy, because we haven't learned maybe how to listen to our body sending us the message. You need to slow down or, hey, we need like a car. You see, you know, the low oil. What yeah, is it like? A warning a, light. Yes, warning light, like time to change yeah. your oil. We have those lights, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's a matter of learning how do they show up in our bodies when yes. we need that maintenance. And I think it's absolutely Mm-hmm. so true that so many of us are in our heads like you say mm-hmm. and not really embodied yes. at all mm-hmm. yeah and the issue is people often don't start listening until their bodies make them you know it gets yeah. to the point where we become ill or we're too exhausted or mm-hmm. you know things the body gets to a point where we have to start listening and we have to but isn't it a gift to be able to hear those messages before it's got to that point. And most people don't realise that most illnesses that we have do come from the, the, the initial point is that dysregulated nervous system yeah. holding on to previous stuff that we're busily trying to put all that energy pushing down. We're not surprised so many of us feel so exhausted and, and overwhelmed. Right. So can you give us sort of nervous system 101? What do, what do people need to understand about their nervous system and dysregulation and regulation of it? 
I love it when people want to talk about the nervous system. It's very exciting. <laughs> Interesting. People's, people down the pub never that interesting. There <laughs> are those people in the pub. <laughs> they will now. They will now. <laughs> so, um, so the nervous system is basically our connection to the internal world and the external world. So it's constantly, it, it's uh, evaluating what's going on the outside of us. It's evaluating what's going on inside of us. And then it, it's kind of determining how, what our brain is going to be doing, what chemicals get released, what whether we can rest, whether we can be restore, whether we need to protect. It's all of these things, all this sort of messaging that it's doing. So it's divided into two parts. We've got the uh, parasympathetic and the sympathetic uh, parts of the nervous system. So very traditionally, it's always been seen as you've got the sympathetic part of the nervous system, which has always been seen as the bad guy. And you've got the parasympathetic part of the nervous system, which seen as the good guy. And that's how it has been for many, many uh, years. But then Dr. Stephen Porger started to really um, research and analyze the nervous system. And he came across the polyvagal theory and started explaining much more deeply about what's going on in the nervous system. So if I start with the sympathetic part of it, so the sympathetic part of the nervous system is what mobilizes us. That's what moves us into action. Mm -hmm. That's the part that you know, everyone's heard of fight and flight, that uh, system in our, in, in our bodies, that if there is a perceived threat in the environment, it kicks in, adrenaline gets flushed into the system, and we either fight, so if there's a line, we either fight it or we run away from it. It comes from the emotional center of our brain, which is the limbic system. And it's reactive. It's not a, hmm, yeah, so let's see. There's that lion there. His feet are about this size. and His legs are about that long. And I think he runs at this miles per hour. So if I, you know, by then you, you're eaten. <laughs> so um, it's about reaction. So quite often when someone's in that highly charged moment, they don't know how they're going to react, do they? It's only afterwards if they, oh. So it's all about survival. It's all about protecting yourself. So, you know, that, that lion is, is there, hopefully you're going to leg it. So you run away so fast that the, the lion is left behind. So the, the threat has gone. Mm -hmm. So that part of the nervous system starts switching off. The uh, physical activity that's happened has burnt off any of the remaining adrenaline and cortisol that's mm -hmm. rushing through the system. And then you go back into that relaxed state which is going back into the parasympathetic so which we'll talk about in a moment the trouble is in modern society so much that is around us it's like we're surrounded by lions all the time mm -hmm. i don't know about how it is out in the uh in, in america but in the uk at the moment we've got a huge cost of living crisis people are really struggling with their finances mm -hmm. our education system is collapsing the mental health is a real issue, especially with young people. Mm, um, you. People don't think it, a lot of people, parents mm. having to choose between heating their homes. It's not like that's something today, but you know, in the winter they've had to choose between heating their homes and, and, and feeding themselves. All of those things, our bodies are going to be reacting to like they are lions. Mm. Those nervous systems constantly in that hyper alert adrenaline flowing through the system. Yeah, I think and people really, don't realize that. Mm -hmm. It really, really takes its toll. This is a system that is created to take us away from a danger and to keep us alive. So the blood goes away from your um, from your digestive system. Everything goes to fighting or running. So 
the, the, I mean, I'm sure you all know how the, the reaction of heightened stress, illness, inflammation, mental health problems, exhaustion, digestive issues, tension, all of these things is from the body being ready to attack a lion all of the time. And here's the thing, Giselle, you made me think that when we are on those states, we're not giving our bodies the opportunity to heal and to no. do all the things that they are meant to do. So that's what mm. people even, you know, miss, you know, for women, like miss their periods and yes. several other things, because your body's just, is like, like hijacked by mm -hmm. this. So then the, the daily functions that it has to perform are not there. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then a woman starts going to perimenopause and, mm -hmm. you know, even the, the extra stress that's going on the body then exacerbates all of those mm -hmm. symptoms as well. So absolutely. And I think a lot of people don't connect their physical ill health. And it doesn't mean you have to be really, really ill, but there's so many people who are just, you know, how are you? Oh, I'm tired. Or I think I'm worried. You know, there is, everybody's just a little bit under par. It doesn't mean it has to be really, really poorly, just not thriving. You know, they're surviving. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what the sympathetic phase is about. It's survival, isn't mm -hmm. it? It's not about flourishing. Yeah. It's not about restoration. As you say, it's not about healing. It's about, and I'm going to, you don't sleep well, do you, when you're like that? Because right. you're looking out for the threat. Now, how for people listening to us and say, oh, that's me, how do I regulate my okay. nervous system? So we need the parasympathetic coming mm -hmm. in at that point. So if I talk a little bit about the different uh, parts of the parasympathetic. So you've got the you've got one part, which is known as the ventral um, activity, and the other part that's the dorsal. So the ventral activity is the part that we kind of want. So it's when we have no threat, threat in our environment. You know that feeling, and I wonder whether when the three of you are, are together, you get this feeling of connection, engagement, there's creativity. Not all the time, but racing. most of the time, yes. <laughs> Maria usually keeps us laughing. We had a good chuckle just we before. We try to connect, but, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes, and yes. Go ahead, Giselle, I'm sorry. Just wanted to clarify. You, you, you keep... You, Keep trying. <laughs> yeah, so, and then it's, things become possible and you see possibility, you see ahead. And in that time, this is when our bodies are being nourished, you know, with our, mm -hmm. our blood is flowing beautifully through our digestive system, which then means you're able to um, take the food in and the food's going properly around your body. You know, yeah, if you're in a really high state, it matter what brilliant, yeah. this is where you come in, isn't it? You know, with... If, you're not, if your, your system is in a heightened stress state, it doesn't matter what you eat, that half of it is not going to go in, is it? Because the blood isn't there, it's not, the functioning is not there. That's why there's such also, a strong yeah, yeah. connection between IBS and stress, which mm -hmm. there's a huge mind-body connection there. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, isn't it, how you know, it, with within Western uh, medicine, it's often, you know, it's just the, the body or the mind. Or, and it's just a little area of the body that they're looking at as opposed to looking at the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So the parasympathetic, it, it's um, based within the vagus nerve, which is uh, starts at your brainstem and it works all the way down into your gut and it branches out to all of your organs. Now, the purpose of this, the vagus nerve is it's, it's a super uh, highway, messenger highway, and it, it takes the messages all the way down from your brain. Mm -hmm. It's checking out what's going on in your body, checking out the health of your organs. It 
helps us breathe, is what's making us breathe, what's making our heart beat, all those um, autonomic things that we don't think to do, that we're not thinking about having to do. And then it's sending the messages up to the brain at the same time. So what type of messages do you think would be happening if we're tense, if we're stressed, if we're arguing with someone? The type of messages that are going to be very different than if we're relaxed, we're laughing, we've got that engagement, we've got that connection. The, the um, inflammatory responses, all of that's going to be different. So the key is to try and activate that part of the vagus nerve. If the body or the nervous system feels that the fight and flight is not going to work to make you feel safe and make you feel protected, then another part of the, the parasympathetic gets um, activated, and that's your dorsal. You know that part of you that wants to really, really want to withdraw? Mm, Getting out of bed well. is quite hard. The world feels a bit dangerous. Everything's really hard work when you're really tired. Mm -hmm. Oh, really hard to exercise when you're in a dorsal. Um, <laughs> so it's about you know, recognising those different parts. So when you start to feel, so what's a really, really good activity, first of all, is to think about yourself in those different states. Mm -hmm. Think about when you're in your dorsal, when you're with that withdrawn feeling, when you're feeling the world's dangerous. What's your posture like? What's the sensation? How do you know that's where you are? And then you think about when you're in that fight and flight, when you're in that mobilization, how do you know you're in that? What are the sensations? What are the thoughts? What are the feelings? And then when you're in the ventral, how do you know that? You know, like, even when I say the word ventral, my, I sit up, my shoulders <laughs> yeah, you go did. back. Like, my chin goes, it's just, you know, it's such a sort of somatic, somatic thing. So the key really is to start trying to uh, activate the ventral part of the parasympathetic. Okay. So, and, and, and yeah, that's a good review. So the two keys, two things, one to notice when your system is in that override or in that state and yeah. then to activate. How do we activate that um, vagus nerve? Is it true? Okay. I've heard, and you correct me if I'm wrong, like in, intentional deep breathing. Can can breathing do that, Giselle? Yeah, so doing yeah, so doing some really so doing um long, slow breathing, especially if you have the out breath longer than the in breath. Right. So you know oh, yeah. some people call it I mean I call it seven eleven breathing. So you breathe in for seven, you exhale for eleven. But I don't think it's about the number. The important part is the out-breath mm -hmm. is longer than the in-breath. The in-breath is the sympathetic breath. The out-breath is the parasympathetic breath. Oh, so this is why if we have a, the out-breath for longer, then you know that you're going to be activating that. So that really, really helps. Singing mm -hmm. activates the vagus nerve. You can either sing or listening to women singing. So a really beautiful, high woman's voice naturally activates the vagus nerve and they think to be evolutionary that's because that's how a mother speaks to her baby you know that you speak in that really loudly i'm like that with my cat la, la, la. That's <laughs> like you, you make it into like a higher mm -hmm. a higher sound so that automatically starts to activate oh the my vagus gosh, nerve. isn't the body it's, so it's so interesting you see yeah. singing, so don't complain anymore when I come to you. <laughs> Maria was singing before we got I online. I keep singing when to them. They're like making fun of me. There you go, ladies. There you go. It's I all am activating my Vegas nerves. So, correct. Oh and my apparently God. ours too. You're right. welcome. You can pay me later for that one. <laughs> 
So, uh, yes, yeah, so singing is like, even just going, things like nature are really, really uh, good for that. And you guys together, your vagus nerve, that part of the vagus nerve is being activated. So thinking about who you're around, really become aware of how you feel around different people. There will be different different people that you're around is going are going to activate the ventral part of parasympathetic. I bet you have people in your life that activate your sympathetic, <laughs> and there will be people that activate your dorsal as well. So it's really really good just to become aware of it, and it's not about going right. You are not allowed in my life because you're a dorsal person, but it's about <laughs> the, it's always about that sort of being compassionate and kind to yourself. You know, if you are struggling a bit more if you are feeling more stressed or more overwhelmed and more exhausted is that person the right person to have around you because our nervous systems regulate we we co-regulate each other mm-hmm. so if you're very strongly in your ventral you know it's okay to be around someone who's a bit more dorsal because you might actually lift them up because of the strength of your nervous system but if you know, we, we have these sort of biorhythms in life. We have challenges and micro-stressors coming at us all the time. If there are times when you really feel that your nervous system needs a boost, mm-hmm. choose who you're around. It makes, a, it makes a huge difference. And you make me think of the other way around too. Like there's people that activate me in a way that is not good for me, that actually mm-hmm. stress me out. When you said about yeah. co-regulating, there's a lot yeah. of research behind that. And yes, if you interact with people that, you know, you're like on edge and they like almost yes. like stress is contagious in a way, you know, yes, so absolutely. Yeah. I see this also, in my work yeah. all the time. Like mm-hmm. I see 20 different people a day and some people just mm-hmm. give me energy and others just drain Drained. me of it. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't know there was labels for it, but it's super <laughs> yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, it's sort of nervous systems in, interacting with each other. And then from a parenting perspective, you know, as parents, children's um, nervous system, children don't know how to regulate themselves. So parents, teachers, you know, it's our responsibility to really learn how to regulate mm-hmm. our nervous systems because we are part of the co-regulation uh, mm-hmm. with the children in which we're spending our time with as well. Now you're super into this, aren't you, Tara? <laughs> Tara has a toddler. I have a toddler at home and we're learning to deal with our big feelings <laughs> a lot right now. Ah, uh, yeah. And they bring up a lot of big feelings, don't they? <laughs> Yes, about bizarrely, like, random things, you know? <laughs> like, I got in big trouble last night because I poured the ketchup instead of letting him squeeze it. Of course. It. And well, it was like know, a 10-minute <laughs> Yeah, but here's the good, the good news is that it can be learned that not-so-good news, and again, Giselle, I'm, I'm, this is what I've heard, is that we our brain actually doesn't develop the whole way for us to really master regulation until age 25. Yeah. So be patient with the process when you are yeah. working with your kids on teaching them mm-hmm. how to regulate because it's good. you're going to see some improvements, but just have patience yeah. that after 25, hopefully it's going to see. So you only have just a few more 23 years. 23 more years to go. Oh, okay. I'm and and then just to, to, Very hopeful. I said to, 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 to add a fuel it's to like the fire, you know, when they're, when they're teenagers... <laughs> Their decision making and all their responses come yeah. from the emotional center, the amygdala, and the amygdala is the part that is looking out for threats all the time. So all their decisions, everything is is made from that emotional reactive state. So yeah. you know, yeah, 
Yeah. So, hey, we could be happy that that's working well. <laughs> so when exactly. a teenager is having this blowout of emotions, it's like, hey, that nervous system yeah. in that area is working beautifully. <laughs> we'll work on the other area. Exactly. I love so how you it, reframe that. Right. So I kind of look at you know, sometimes if, if, if a parent of a teenager isn't, re- isn't able to regulate themselves, right. where I live, we've got lots of deer with big, you know, big yes. antlers in the park. And, you know, it's, uh, in November, they start rutting and hitting each other with their antlers. And that's what it can be like if you both go into your limbic system. Mm-hmm. You t- I, I kind of see it as amygdala rutting mm-hmm. with the other amygdala. You know, it's not going right. to end well. So if we're able just to, to, to learn to regulate and just to get our own nervous systems back in line, then it's we can then start to be curious about the behavior of others or curious about what is coming up for us. Because a lot of these big responses we have, it's old stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's old responses. It's familiar. It's familiar challenges. It's familiar mm-hmm. unhappy times that we haven't yet been able to to process. Because those, ex- I think, it, those experiences are stored in our body. Mm-hmm. They are right. They're stored in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they come up, and we think it's about the now. Right, but actually. We're talking, it's about past. Yeah, it's a familiar pattern. So could you share with us and our audience then, this is such a fascinating conversation. I could I could ask questions about it forever. But what are a few of your favorite, most favorite tools to kind of um, regulate the nervous system and give us an example of when or how you might use them? Yeah. Okay. So the first one I'm going to teach, it was created by a man called Stanley Rosenberg. So I, I think it's cranial sacral therapist. I, I think that's his his um, foundation from his um, training. So it's really good. It's really simple, really quick. And I really suggest this gets done every single day. When you first do it, you might find you get a little bit dizzy and a little bit spaced out. It's quite a weird thing, but I really recommend persevere with it. If you're, if I, I talked to someone say she just felt really sick after. It shows something was happening. Mm-hmm. It I'm might really not be what, what you're going to say. Me too. But as time goes by, what because what you're doing is you're you're re-educating your nervous system how to regulate. Mm-hmm. So if you have been in a heightened chronic stress for a long period, which a lot of people have been, the nervous system just can't remember what to do. So this just starts to teach it. So we have our we have the cranial nerves coming down uh, down here, and the, and the vagus nerve going along with that. And with negative thoughts, negative responses, these can get um, misaligned. And you're pointing so to the, have, an area in the back of your head for our listeners who can't it's see you. A, I, I got a plaster teacher as a, as a client, and she actually told me exactly what this area is called. But it's gone in one ear and fallen out the other. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of. When you sort of feel your skull, it, it, you've got the, I describe it as the pointy bit in the base. <laughs> and then you go underneath that, and there's just a bit of a softer place. In the so back you of your head. Um, mm-hmm. put your fingers through each other. I've got, I'm trying to think some people listen to me, I've got to actually do this properly. I'm, I'm a really sort of action person. Uh, what's, what happens with this? So, this? like, intertwine your fingers in intertwine. front of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so you intertwine your, your fingers, and then with your palms, you place them in that that space at the bottom of your skull. Mm-hmm. Best if you do it lying down. Okay. The reason being it's best if you're lying down is because 
you're putting pressure on the vagus nerve. And also what you're doing is you're keeping your head straight. The key to this is you're not meant to be moving your, your head from side to side. You're just going to be moving your eyes. So the aim is just to keep your head up straight. So just rest your head in your hands. Just re relax. Just notice. Like, that's what bring your attention. You're like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, attention. lower your shoulders. Yeah. And then you simply just move your eyes to the right as far as you can go, but without moving your head. And you do that for a minimum of 30 seconds. So me doing that, immediately I reset because I've done it so much. But for, for when people are first starting out, as I say, it might be a bit of a weird experience. And just to clarify, you only, you move your eyes to the right and hold them there for a minute and 30 seconds? You hold them there, yeah. You hold them for about 30 seconds. Not to the point where it really, really hurts, but just hold them. And what will happen is you'll have some internal reaction. You might yawn, sigh, take a deep breath in. Your tummy might gurgle, something like that. And then when that happens, that, that says that the vagus nerve has, has um, activated. You then do your eyes over to the left. Interesting. <laughs> I'm going to have to try that at home because yeah. I'm like sitting there doing it. I'm like, do I feel something? I'm not sure. I feel like I did have a big breath in there. Really? Like, even though I only looked over for like 10 seconds. But So you move them you... to the right until you notice something happening internally and then you go to the left for the same amount of time? Exactly. Well, it, it, and so, yes. So, it, I mean, for me now, I do it. And it's just even just, I think, the association now. So I was I run a mindful movement class and I was I was teaching them this and one of the women was saying it's nothing's happening I don't get it I was just come on show me then so she lay on the ground and she showed me and within about fifteen seconds she she did a small yawn and I said there you go that's it showed, oh is that it I was expecting you know a bit um, oh good point so it's subtle it can be subtle it can be small mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's just like a settling it's not like. Um, I don't know, when I've had acupuncture, my whole body goes down and I'm completely away. Or if you're in under hypnosis, you go completely into this other other sense. It's not like that. It's just there's a resettle. And so you recommend can, doing this once a day at any time during the day or at a particular moment in time? At the beginning, as much as you can. You can try and do it four times a day when you wake up in the morning. And at least when you wake up in the morning and when you go to bed. When I do it before I go to sleep, my quality of sleep is so much better. And what I do with it is, uh, it might not happen that often. Sometimes I do get quite irritable. And I might be walking around in the morning feeling, mm -hmm. and feel the irritation in my body. <laughs> so at that point, I just take myself off. I go and sit down on the floor and I go and do this. And then the irritation starts to pass. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All so right, it's really, really cool. If I notice, if I notice that I'm feeling quite anxious about something, I'll then go and I'll go and do this, and it just enables it to to pass. Mm -hmm. So that. use it once again. It's that once you become more and more conscious of what's going on in your body, you can then be more mindful about when you use it and how you use it. Mm -hmm. yes. In between clients. I generally lie down on the floor of my therapy room and I just do this just to make sure that I'm reset, mm -hmm. ready for my my next client to make sure that I'm focused for them. Yeah, oh, that's great. Wow. Do you want so to teach us maybe one more? Yeah, okay. So that's a really useful one. Um, 
Okay, so should we do very specific vagus nerve? We'll do a very specific vagus nerve. Well. So yeah. the way that we are able to connect into our vagus nerve is with our ears. There's a direct uh, line from our ears into our vagus nerve. So it's an ear massage, which is really, really good. So you very it's a gentle thing. You just very gently just pull out your lobe and work your way around your earlobe. So you do that for about 30 seconds. And then just inside the lobe, uh, there's a little pressure point. I actually have a poster with these on. So if people want to actually see the poster, um, that way they could get that or something. Oh, super. <laughs> yeah, there's a pressure point that you just pull. So you just pull that it out. And what should you notice when you do this? It's the same. It's the same sort of settling. And then you do a little circular massage. And, you know, the bristly bit, which is just you know, the bits inside the place bits. You do it very gently because a nerve, nerve's just in your skin. You know, you don't have to push down really hard. You just do a very gentle, circular massage. So it's the it's the gristly bit above where the eardrum is. So you've got the eardrum hole. Mm -hmm. And then above that, you've got mm -hmm. sort of folds of bristles. So it's above that. And we're, at, we're actually recording this, so probably we can um, somehow put the link on in our show notes. Yeah, so People you can actually see watch you doing it. And then at the back, you just pull the skin backwards and then upwards and downwards. You can do that on both sides. And you get so. And the great thing about that um, that technique is you can do that anywhere. Hmm. I, like anywhere. That. I like this too. It I feels like a little bit one. more like relaxing yes. than the first one. Yeah. I like this one. And how often do we play with our ears when we're sitting and talking? Not often. It feels good. I mean, to me. <laughs> yeah, I like this too. So, yeah, I'm pro so massage in any form. Yeah. yeah, and my massage therapy sometimes does that. Like she pulls yeah. my ear low and it feels so good. Like not everybody yeah. does that. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. So, you know, I've had teenagers in just sitting down to their main exams, mm -hmm. feeling really, really overwhelmed. They do that, just everything settles in. Oh my gosh, I so want to teach this to one of my children. Well, all of them, but one in particular. Well, because imagine <laughs> what a beautiful world if we would do that in schools. Like, hey, everyone, we're about to take your our test. I'm going to do it with yes. my college yeah. students, actually. So we're going to do this technique, and we're going to spend yes. a few minutes just... That's awesome. Know, yes. That's a great idea. You are also teaching them these... Yes. Um, regulating you know regulating and you can their... do this on your children as well yeah. if they're happy with it you can just do their I'll report their little... back they're <laughs> <laughs> not pulling really hard <laughs> just... he's going to be smacking your hand away <laughs> so this is awesome thank you so much um, thank you I think quick get a, a takeaways that I will share before we end is um, regulating your nervous system can be done in simple but powerful ways. Um, yes. It is important, something that we can teach ourselves. Maybe another takeaway, sing more, breathe, <laughs> breathe more, connect with supportive and compassionate people that can co-regulate and bring you to a state that is beneficial Absolutely. for you. And keep doing what you do. Thank you so much for being here with us today and well, thank also you for having me i really appreciate it so where can people find you and do you have any resources you mentioned that poster or resources you'd like to point people to that we can link in our show notes uh yes yeah, so i've got a, a website so it's my name giselle monbiot okay. um and so it's g-i-s-e-double-l-e 
M-O-N-B-I-O-T. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. I do have an Instagram, but I think it's got five pictures of my cat. And as far as that's um and my the little poster um i don't know how we would be able to get a link we can put that. it in the show notes if you have a link you want to share for anything yes. we can drop I'll, it in I'll, the share, show notes. I'll share a link okay. and then through that they can they can get the poster it's got those two uh exercises and a breathing exercise as well Great. um so that yes a little bit about stress on that too fantastic well thank you so much is there any takeaway you'd like to leave our audience with most important thing is when we are overwhelmed and life is difficult it doesn't mean our whole life has to be overhauled sometimes just small little consistent tweaks Mm -hmm. can make such a difference and if you focus on the things that you can influence as opposed to trying to focus on things that are completely out of your control Mm -hmm. then those tweaks are going to have a much much bigger and better impact for you yeah that's so important awesome thank you so much for being here thank you thanks ever so much if you would like to connect with us offline we would love to connect with you you can find me uh, at elizabeth harris nutrition on facebook and instagram and you can find me on facebook or instagram at tara Delion fitness i'd love to hear from you and you can find me on instagram at coaching coaching underscore therapist and i would love to connect with you too Have a great day.